0: your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Bolle. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Bolle, as always, as we get back to our regularly scheduled programming. We're finally back on our normal schedule or slightly modified normal schedule with us reacting to things as they happen what a concept it's a crazy
1: thing um it felt it felt good to uh be back doing this uh twice a week it was a fantastic break um but I am ready to talk some abs hockey and luckily we didn't miss too much honestly we really didn't miss too much
0: it was very kind of Chris McFarland and Joe Sakik to line up our first real move of the offseason since Georgiev with us returning to the show normally. Yes. Because we actually made a signing, believe it or not. We did, in fact, do something that is not at the AHL level. We did. And it was a player that had been speculated to come here for a while. And it's finally official. Yep. Evan Rodriguez, former Pittsburgh Penguin and Buffalo Sabre, signs a one-year contract with the Colorado Avalanche, $2 million. We, we talked about him on the show every once in a while previous as a potential option. Rumors were as recently as a couple of days ago that Anaheim was rumored to be going after him. And it seemed like the general consensus from everyone outside of Avsland was just like, you've got to be kidding me they got him too what else yeah. do these guys need
1: come on i mean anaheim is going to be the best mediocre team in the nhl this year with all their signings
0: oh yeah they're they're gonna pick up a lot of pieces at the deadline
1: yeah when they trade all those pieces away they, they, they actually i kind of like what they did they just they just signed a bunch of guys and then they'll trade them at the trade deadline it's a good strategy
0: yeah not bad for a rebuilding team. You get to be pretty mediocre and then just trail off towards the end of the season. But getting back to Evan Rodriguez, I like this. I really have no reason to not like it. It fills the need for what the ABS needed in the middle six. You know, I've I, over the last couple of weeks, I've just been looking at the roster and been like, there's no way they're done. They have too much cap space. They have a massive hole in their middle six. They're, Surely they're going to address this before the season starts. And lo and behold, they did. Evan Rodriguez, we'll see if it solves the problems, but at least on paper, it addresses the problems, especially at second line center. And if not at second line center with Rodriguez specifically, gives you just options in yes. your middle six.
1: Yes, it. we kind of had already accepted the season that the Avs weren't going to have a Nazem cadre at second line center. It's going to be a committee of players to go through there. And hopefully if all goes well, Alex Newhook cements himself as the second line center. But if not, you have two pretty solid backup plans in JT Comfer and Evan Rodriguez.
0: Right. And now all of a sudden you go from having like you were kind of banking on Newhook to do this to now you have Rodriguez to back up if need be. Ideally, you still want Newhook to take that job. Yes. But If that doesn't work, you could have Rantanen still move down there. You could have Confer move up there. And the option I like second most now is you have Rodriguez up there instead, who had a pretty decent breakout season in Pittsburgh last year.
1: Yeah, he he was really good at the start of the year. And then Crosby came back. I think Malkin came back, and his production kind of dipped a little bit. But uh, he still has the potential, and I think with the right team like the Avs, he's going to be pretty solid. I mean, I I'm not expecting like 30 goals from him, but I don't think 15s out of the question.
0: No, not at all. I mean, and when you think about Evan Rodriguez, a lot of people think about like, Oh, that's the guy who went on a ridiculous scoring bender early in the season. And in November and December scored like 10 goals in that little time span. And then just trailed off at the end of the season and scored like one or something like that. And Yeah, that's true. But it's not like when Evan Rodriguez stopped scoring, he stopped being effective. He was still the same solid two-way player that he was. It's just every shot he was taking wasn't going in anymore. And he was still, there was still a reason that Pittsburgh was using him in the role that he was in and actually used him pretty heavily in the playoffs. Yeah, they definitely did. And he, like you said, he had an unreal start to the year. I think
1: that coincides with Crosby missing time, Malkin missing time. So he was getting those top minutes. And once those guys came back, he kind of settled into his role, but he did it admirably. Like he really did a decent job for a good Pittsburgh team that just got unlucky in the playoffs. Um, So I, I like the signing. I think it just adds some more center depth, which we all know you can never have enough centers on your team um and it's a quality center for a pretty decent price too and guess what if it if it doesn't work it's only a one year contract so we you literally can get rid of it at the end of the year
0: if if evan rodriguez can't live up to a 2 million dollar contract something has gone horrendously wrong to not be able to live up to a one year 2 million dollar deal the the odds of that happening are low the odds of this being a steal are much much higher even if you don't get Rodriguez on that scoring bender that he was on last season, where forget I forget, it, I forget it off the top of my head, but last season here it is: he had 19 goals, 24 assists, 43 points, and played all 82 games. Even if you're not getting that, and even if you get exactly that, like last season, he's still performing really well. And if you dig into a lot of those numbers from under the hood. And he was still shooting the same when he wasn't scoring. He's still getting his chances. He's great at bringing the puck in the zone. It almost looks like he was built to be a member of the Avs. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him.
1: I, I really think it's going to be, um, at worst, he signed a two-man contract. And at best,
0: I mean, if he like, is there a chance he gets to 20 goals with this Avs team? I think there's definitely a chance. I think The thing with Rodriguez is, last season, he shot the puck a lot. And he still only finished even with that shooting bender at about seven point eight percent. And I think for for he had about two hundred and forty-three shots last season, which is a lot. And I think I saw somewhere that for players with that many shots, he had the third lowest shooting percentage. So there's still room to go up with him in terms of shooting percentage as well. So I don't think 20 is out of the question. How many more shots is that than
1: Andre than Berkey?
0: I'd have to do a lot. I'm of, I'm lot I'm pulling
1: games. it up right now, but I I feel like that like because you said what two hundred and something, two
0: hundred and forty
1: three. Two hundred and forty three. Guess Berkey, just take a guess how many Berkey had. One hundred
0: forty nine. Oh, are you looking at it? Yeah, I had it. One hundred forty nine. Ah. So <laughs>
1: that's that's crazy to think
0: about. But that's the fourth most on the team. Yeah, he took he took four less shots than Nazem captured. McKinnon had. 299 shots, Ranton at 254, Cale McCarr at 240, next closest Ford was 180, so he shoots, he's not afraid to shoot.
1: Yeah, he's not afraid to shoot, and with the players he's potentially playing with, I think he's going to have a lot more chances to shoot the puck.
0: We should also mention a 7.8 shooting percentage is a point 0.1 less than Tyson Jost from last season as well,
1: Interesting. How many shots did Joe staff? <laughs> what? 76.
0: Probably... Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So uh, a couple less.
1: A couple less, but I mean, that's, that's a pretty good amount of shots for a guy who was what the third or probably even fifth or sixth option on that Penguins team.
0: Yeah. Especially once they came back fully healthy.
1: Yeah. So I, I really think he's going to flourish. I, I, I'm not expecting 20 goals because 20 goals is still a pretty good plateau to get to in today's NHL, but if he can have like a JT comfort like
0: 1920, I mean, it, it's, it's possible. It's, de- it's definitely possible. I, I think Evan Rodriguez is going to fit in very well on the abs. I don't know if he comes in and takes the, the second line center role. And ideally he doesn't. Yeah. Ideally you want that to be new hook because new hook is the long-term solution at second line center, or at least we hope he is. And if you're pushing Rodriguez down to the third line center or pushing him onto the wing on the second line in case you ever need to, that's a good thing. Yeah. just You opt- can
1: never have enough good quality forwards. I mean, that's probably what won the Avs the Cup last year was their depth. And you're never going to come close to that depth ever again that you had in the cup year. But the best you can do to get as close to that is signing guys like Evan Rodriguez.
0: Right. I'm, I'm surprised Rodriguez was still available. This late in the off season, like it, how far are we from training camp? Like a couple weeks at if, most.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, There's still a couple good players out there that I'm I'm still
0: surprised haven't been signed. So, um I mean, like I Rodri- Rodriguez was clearly the best guy still on the market. Yes, and I imagine that there were other teams offering more money or more term or both. Mentioned Anaheim earlier; they were. Certainly, a team that was at least offering more money than what the ABS were offering, but for a guy like Rodriguez, the ABS presents a rare opportunity with a contending team to also give him a pretty significant role. I mean, he's going to have his shot at second line center, and oh, yeah. let's say he gets that role, and the ABS go on for another run in the playoffs. UFA after the season, probably going to get paid.
1: Oh yeah, I mean. He's not going to have a Nas and Kadri type year, but.
0: uh, Well, it's also, when you think about Kadri, there is a possibility that these guys come closer in production than we think. Because if Kadri has a step back in Calgary, and let's not even say step back, let's say he has 65, 70 points. Back
1: to his career norms.
0: Yeah, back to his just normal production. And Rodriguez fits in on the abs and comes in at around, let's say he increases his total from last season. He picks about 20 goals and about 50 plus points. That's a seven times seven, $49 million in Calgary versus a one year, $2 million contract.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the part, this is where the abs are now. They are so good and so deep that you can, you really can only take like flyers on these types of guys and, hope that they work out for you and then they'll probably go get paid somewhere else in the next year. Cause that's what happened to the Blackhawks. It's what happened to the Penguins. And it's definitely what happened to the lightning. Like this is what happens when you're a good team and you have a really good core. You kind of cycle guys in and out.
0: Yeah. And every once in a while, a guy like Evan Rodriguez comes along and allows you to fill certain roles that were left in the off season and allows you to just, Keep on going. Like, I think Evan Rodriguez is going to fit in really well here. You look at his highlights. You look at his under-the-hood stats. You just look at his numbers. This guy screams Av. Just like an underrated guy who's going to be hungry for another contract. He's 29. Like, he's not young anymore. He is the definition of a late bloomer. These are the kind of players that the Avs thrive on finding. And, like, I th- I think there's still a little more with rodriguez a lot of it i think is confidence now that he's had like a full like nhl caliber season was a pretty important piece for the penguins in the playoffs against the rangers even though they lost that series rodriguez was still pretty good and now he comes to a team with obviously stanley cup aspirations aspirations to repeat winning the stanley cup and is gonna have a significant role i fully believe that he can 20 goals 50 points like that. That's all on the table for him.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And i I really just think, um, he's going to be one of those guys who comes in, has a career year, hopefully helps the abs win another cup. And then he's going to get a pretty nice contract as a result of it.
0: I mean, and we never know. Could be here. Could be here. I mean, he's, he's 29 and he's not going to get a, a massive seven year extension at probably over $6 million. He might get a pretty comfortable Two three year extension somewhere, maybe at around three four million bucks. Assuming he has a good year at around fifty points. What if he goes off
1: like Kadri did? How funny would that be?
0: Then there's just something in the water here. Yeah,
1: like, that would be hilarious if we're talking about Evan Rodriguez and like and three, Evan
0: Rodriguez a hundred points. What would the odds be for that? On
1: well, it has to be like plus ten thousand. Yeah, like there's just there's a zero percent chance that happens, but. um, it would be funny if that was the case. And it's just like, well, the abs just whoever plays second line center is just going to score a bajillion points.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you look at next off season coming up, there's a lot of, a lot of guys that are expiring this season. Like we'll, we'll talk about Nathan McKinnon and what his potential extension is going to look like Comfers expiring. Now you have Evan Rodriguez on a one-year deal, Cagliano, one-year deal, Helm, one-year deal, new hooks going to get a new deal ej's deal expires and Byron's going to be getting a new deal like there could be a lot of new faces on the abs next season and potentially if rodriguez does well room for him to stay
1: room for him to stay
0: it's like the abs if they find a guy that fits they do their best to keep them you look oh, at yeah. Josh manson you look at arturi lekin guys they added at the deadline and they felt like they fit great so they found a way to keep them and when, yeah. when when the Avs management identifies a guy they like, unless there's a big discrepancy in money on the next contract talk, they're going to do their best to keep him. They already like him. Now it's just a matter of how well does he fit with the rest of the guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, they gave as much of an effort to get Nas and Kadri back as they yeah. could. It's just
0: the, the money didn't work. It just the, didn't work. The situation didn't work. Yeah, It didn't make sense for a team in our position to hand out a seven times seven. It didn't. It makes more sense for a team like us in our position to hand out a one-year deal to Evan Rodriguez. And really a lot of this revolves around Alex Newhook yep. As if Newhook is ready to come in this season right now and take that second line center role and put up 50 points, Evan Rodriguez does not stand in the way of that. You just bump him down. And if Rodriguez is that guy at second line center and Newhook is just not quite there yet, he's there for a year and then you try again with New Hook next year, you're not locking in Rodriguez to a long-term cut. Like, you're not paying him $6 million. This guy has to be the second-line center. It's an option. Yep. You're, you're giving yourself room to play with the lineup. You're not going to be hurting any feelings, bumping anyone down. It's just, it's a fair deal that works. His style of play just works with what the Avs do. Is he going to be Nazem Khatry? No, but he's an option to replace him because now you have potentially four different options for that second line center role. Two of them are ideal, Newhook and Rodriguez. Rantanen is break glass in case of emergency. You, You know it'll work, but it's not your first choice. And Compfer is, well, let's see what we got there.
1: I mean honestly like if you bump
0: Rodriguez down to the third line that's a pretty nasty third line. I was I was thinking about that. You first of all let's talk about that second line. If you bump Newhook up and Newhook's performing, you've got Michushkin, New Newhook, Lekinen. That's a damn good line. If yep. if you're not bumping Landeskog down or it's just Landeskog, Newhook, Lekinen. That's a pretty yeah. good line. I wouldn't be shocked if it's Rantsen and they bump down. I wouldn't either, but that's the yeah. thing. You can do whatever you want. And then you talk about the third line and then you've got Rodriguez in the middle comfort to his right. And you've got plenty of options on his left side. You can play Logan O'Connor there. If you want some veteran minutes, Cogliano can be up there or one of the more interesting things for me this season, Ben Myers. We don't don't know what Ben Myers is going to be. He might be a pretty decent forward. He might be nothing. And you still got guys like Martin Cout,
1: who, I mean, I think the jury's kind of out Martin Cout, We kind of know what he is, but. If he plays, I mean, he's a good third, fourth liner. Like the the abs by adding Rodriguez, they kind of bring back like that. Their bottom six is uh, threatening again. It's not not a weakness again. It
0: kind of seemed like a problem a couple weeks ago that we just didn't have a chance to address because we were running through last season and previewing individual guys. When we came back, I did want to talk about my concerns with the bottom six. I really don't have it anymore Yeah, because Rodriguez – Pushes a lot of important guys down, whether he's on the second line or the third line. And just, it and it still leaves a spot open for the 12th forward for some competition, whether that is Martin Cow or Jason Magna, Sampo Ranta, Ben Myers, Charles Houdon, Lucas Sedlock, or even Anton Bleed, who we jokingly talked about like a month ago. Like the opportunity is there and the competition is going to be there in camp. And if none of them work, Finding a 12th forward at the trade deadline is not that hard. Yeah, it's not that
1: hard. We'll be good. So I I agree. Like adding this makes adding Addie Rodriguez makes this team better, and they have their bottom sixes back.
0: Yeah, like I just I I really don't see much wrong with this. No. Really, and that and that's not just me blindly like praising everything the ABS do is perfect. It's just when you look at the options available, they needed to do something. And Evan Rodriguez, even at the beginning of free agency, I think we talked about him as a guy that just kind of fits with what they could possibly be doing. Right. And who else is even on the market right now? It's, again, I am shocked that Rodriguez was still available, not because he's like an all-star, but because he just seems like a good fit for a lot of teams. And I'm shocked that they let him fall to us. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking at the free
1: agents still left, it's it's nothing. It's not it's, great. It's not great. The fact that they have Louis Erickson at number two on Cap Friendly is hilarious. I think that's um, I, I think that's by Cap Hit, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. But Louis Erickson's available. Uh we, we thought Victor Rask would be interesting.
0: But... Yeah, v- Victor Rask would be uh he'd be an option for sure. Yeah. I don't think that happens now. No. Especially maybe maybe a PTO. You never know. This might, maybe this episode would come out tomorrow and all of a sudden Victor Rask PTO with the abs and I'd look stupid. But yeah. It's but possible. Like, it's like that's what we're talking about here. It's either Evan Rodriguez on a $2 million deal, a guy you plug into your mill six versus you're praying Victor Rask still knows how to play because he struggled with Kaprizov. Yeah. He struggled with Kaprizov. That is tough. I you mean, know, you look at other guys. He's like, only 29. I thought he was like 40. I thought he was like halfway <laughs> out the league, man.
1: I mean, at this, base, at this pace, at this pace, he could be, um, he really fell out of favor, and didn't he get traded to San Jose or claimed by San Jose? See, Seattle, it was
0: for Seattle um, for just nothing. Yeah, future consider. I'll find that trade. Yeah, uh, they, I mean, they traded fifty percent of his salary for future considerations. Love it retained. I mean,
1: yeah, you got guys like Antoine Marcel, who's just trash. Jay Beagle. If we're getting Jay Beagle from like eight years ago, that Jay be sick. Beagle
0: like, is. I mean. We talk about the abs and face-offs every once in a while. Jay Beagle does one thing very well, and that's face-offs. He played less minutes than Curtis McDermott. Dude, he was minus 20 last year. Jay Beagle was. I I adore Jay Beagle, one of my favorite caps of all time. One of the nicest people in the NHL. Buddy, it's time. Yeah, just hang him up. You're good, dude. I just like you, you won, you won the triple crown. You won the ECHL, you won the AHL, you won the Stanley Cup. You're the only player to ever do that. You're not topping that. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football fans, the first Sunday of NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of football season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's real simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they go on to lose, you get your money. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode.
1: I mean, a guy that we we've seen, but there's got to be something going on that we don't know about, and that's Sonny Milano. The fact he hasn't been
0: signed is not only not signed, did not get a qualifying offer. Yeah, Here we are a few weeks away from training camp, and we've heard nothing. There's got to be I something. We don't defensive know about. liability, I get that. No. He's not great defensively. One of the better players, like you dig into like. You see a lot of those stuff that Jay Fresh tweets out every now and again. Sonny Milano is up there on the playmaking charts. Yeah. There's got to be something that we're just not hearing that this guy is just the most insufferable person on the planet. And that is blind speculation that I just threw out after thinking about it for three seconds. Do not take that as fact. I do not know what I'm talking about.
1: We have no idea. I mean, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you realize that we we really don't know what we're talking about most of the time. Uh, This is a particular case where we have no idea what's going on here. Um, so that's an interesting one. A guy that I really thought had a good season after he was traded was Tyler Mott. Tyler Mott's still
0: available. Yeah, he's only 27, dude. Like that's and he had a decent season. He picked up a couple goals with the Rangers in the playoffs. Yeah. Like there's I think a lot of these are gonna start to roll in here. They've already started to roll in. Yeah. I wasn't gonna talk about Zach Aston Reese on this episode. How is he still available? Well, he's not. He signed a PTO with Toronto. Yep. And that's a good fit for him. I like him. I, there. I like that. I think Zach asked if Zach Aston Reese doesn't work it out this season, that just shows what I know.
1: Yeah. And then another guy who is not the best player, but he's reliable and that's Tyler Ennis. Tyler Ennis is still available.
0: I, I would um, take Tyler Ennis as, as a 12th forward option. We're I talking PTOs hope. at this point. Yeah, we're, we're talking, talking PTOs. PTOs, but you're signing him to a PTO with the hope of him being the 12th forward.
1: Yeah.
0: But there's all like, at some point, you do want to leave the door open for one of your internal guys, or else, you know, you're probably... What's the point? Like, like, what's the point? Like, why am I even training? Yeah. But it's also, no one has taken that spot yet. And we're not in training camp yet, but all last season, all last training camp, and all last regular season, no one staked their claim to that spot. The closest anyone came was Ben Myers, and he played, like, five games. Yeah. Or an A goal. Like, guy, mean- like guys like cow. Cal- Guys like Bowers, I hate to say it because I hate to give up on guys, but what are we doing here? I mean, Kaut is
1: – I kind of like – he seems like he's still a decent player, but if he hasn't stuck in the NHL yet, he's had like multiple chances to stick and he just doesn't stick, man. He may just end up being a really good AHL player.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's just the kind of guy where, I don't know, he needs to go to – Arizona or Ottawa yeah. and just get some minutes like just play or something like that because he does well a, in the AHL he's he he does does well good. he's a good AHL player I think he just this is not the right fit for him he got passed up by a lot of future draft picks and just kind of got left in the dust of this team winning a Stanley Cup and I don't know i I wouldn't be surprised that before the season there was a prospect swap with that like count, oh, yeah. count to I don't know someone just the Islanders, yeah, the <laughs> Islanders, the ducks just just for one of their guys just to give people some fresh starts. I'm surprised yeah. that I'm honestly surprised that hasn't happened with him or Bowers.
1: I think Bowers will it'll happen this year. I mean, unless Bowers just takes off and.
0: Like, but at, at least Cout has played in the nhl yes. shane bowers has never even been considered
1: yes he's been like, skipped over every time
0: i'm i'm shocked we're still doing this yeah he may be the
1: only part of the duchene trade that didn't work out for us <laughs> yeah the one piece because everyone else has been a contributor at some point so i don't know i mean like there's some there's some interesting pieces still out there but with rodriguez i agree with you i don't really know if you need them
0: um they're they're options Evan Rodriguez was far and away the best player on the market for my money I said that well before we even signed him
1: I I really like the idea of Tyler Mott dude
0: I if we yeah. could get him to a PTO I
1: think he'd be just a great guy to um just have in the locker room and when there's injuries that are bound to happen and players are a little dinged up and arresting him a guy like Tyler Mott can fill in on that third and fourth line and be productive yeah. So a
0: guy that suffered through a, a couple of injuries over the last couple of years and fully healthy. He might be a guy that turns into something. You yeah. Know? Like I'm, I'm, I'm surprised no one's taken a chance on I any. Of that.
1: Reunite him with JT Comper and they get two thirds of the CCM line back. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. I mean,
0: like and like another Tyler, like Tyler Ennis, yeah. always like, just always there. Somehow, I don't know how, yeah. but he's just always around. He always seems to get traded around. at the trade deadline to like a contender. Like, like how th- mo- I'm genuinely curious. How many teams has Tyler Myers been on? Over Tyler Ennis Tyler, so,
1: Ennis, Tyler Ennis, Tyler Myers is terrible.
0: Um Yeah, Tyler, who's actually better? Genuine question. Yeah. Tyler Ennis. There's so <laughs> many Tyler's in the league. My God. Yeah. So Tyler Ennis. I mean, how many teams has he been on over the last like five years? I'm curious. let me guess.
1: I'm going to say at least five.
0: So. 2017 Minnesota, 2018 Toronto, 2019 Ottawa, traded to Edmonton, stays in Edmonton, goes back to Ottawa last season. So four? Yeah, so we got one, two, three, four, but went from Ottawa to Edmonton back to Ottawa. So four, technically five. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's... I mean, like... He had 24 points last season in Ottawa. That's what I'm like, he's not a bad player. He's not like, bad. Like, I would not hate just seeing what's there. Yeah. I mean, if you sign these guys to
1: PTOs and you sign them to a minor league contract, one, you're helping your farm system, which got, like we talked about on the departure episode, it got kind of depleted. Guys like Kiefer Sherwood, uh, why am I blanking on the defenseman's name, the big guy? It's not Keith Middleton. I don't know. There was a guy who went to Nashville, too, a well, defenseman. Says, it says a lot. Yeah um he led the ahl he, jordan
0: gross jordan gross gross that's right yep
1: um but you need to replenish that a little bit
0: so yeah. and I, like and we've done that a little bit we signed charles Hudon, lucas sedlock guy like spencer smallman brad hunt Andreas Engelin. like we've signed guys who's that guy from boston we got bleed anton bleed yeah he's a I guy. Mean, there's yeah there's pieces there yeah like he's dylan sakura we talk about him as a potential option. Is he ever going to play? He may play like two or three games. Maybe every now and again, break glass in case of emergency.
1: So, I mean, there's pieces there. I think a guy, like, it, it'd be interesting to see if they do take a PTO chance
0: on someone. I, I, I think they do. Him. Like, they have the cap space yeah. and just, why not? Competition why not? never hurt. And if, he, and if he sucks, see ya. We've had pretty good luck with our
1: PTOs in the past couple of years. So, I mean. Yeah. Remember Artem Anisimov?
0: Yeah, remember him?
1: We thought he was the one who was going to stay, and uh, oh, John—I yeah,
0: I was convinced. I was like, "There's no way Jack Johnson actually gets a deal. Surely yeah. Artem Isimov might be something." And it turns out Artem Isimov could barely move, and yeah. somehow Jack Johnson still could, and played several minutes in the Stanley Cup Final. Several—that that's good.
1: Um But there's some pieces there, so I wouldn't be shocked that, like you said, by the time this episode comes out, we're looking like either geniuses because we say those two guys either signed with the abs or they completely signed somewhere else. So um, in summary of Evan Rodriguez, we both really like the deal. It shores up our bottom six. If not, it gives us a second line option. If new hook isn't ready. Um, and it just adds a little bit more depth to the forward group, which we knew was going to take a hit after the year. Um, I think the abs did a decent job at replacing those pieces. You're yeah. not going to replace Kadri and Burakovsky. It's just, it's just not going to happen. If you can get people who
0: are close to them. Yeah. You can live with that. Yeah. I mean, you got Lekkanen at the trade deadline last year. I mean, I, I said this at the time, if you sign him to a, a decent deal, you've already solved a Berkey problem because yeah. now you're just bringing Lekkanen up to play on his wing and you had to figure out second line center. And now, you know, you didn't sign one guy to replace him. You've got a bunch of options. And we all get hung up on, like, who's the second-line center. It's not going to be one guy. It's not going to be a second-line center from Game 1 to Game 82. It might start as Evan Rodriguez for a little while. Newhook might jump in there for a little bit. We might see what Rantanen's got for a little while. Comfort's going to be up there a little bit. It's going to be replacing Kadri by committee. And you've got four pretty solid options to do so. And... You go back to the Stanley cup final, all the shit we talked of like lines during the season, who's going to be that, that got thrown in the garbage. Yeah. Like none of this matters in no. like, cause injuries happen and it's all about the fit and changing things up. It literally is just game to game in the playoffs. Yes, We're just experimenting right now.
1: Agreed. So I, I like it. It's going to be, we've already talked about how the regular season, as long as the abs gets in the playoffs, it does not matter. Um, um, so We'll see. But I, I like the signing. I think it just gives the Avs a lot of flexibility, which is where they seem to thrive is with more flexibility. So um, I really like it. Um, but should we move on to our next topic?
0: We very well can. This is the first time we've had to actually like transition I know. topics. And, like, over Usually apart. we're
1: cutting the end of the episode right now. But, uh, I mean, the next one we want to talk about, there's been a lot of rumors. I remember we talked about it before we went on this our break.
0: Is, this is something we've talked about a little bit. Yeah, like we, I can't even transition anymore. I'm out of yeah. practice, man. How like good, I can't I can't we're, transition we're, this to another topic. This is our Nathan training, camp. This Nathan, is our training camp. Yes, we are talking about Nathan McKinnon. Great transition, Griffin. Thank you, Griffin. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Nathan McKinnon and the rumors of his contract extension over the last little while, and the big thing we've heard. Lately is from Elliot Friedman saying that there is a distinct possibility that Nathan McKinnon is going to become the highest paid player in the NHL.
1: So much for taking a pay cut.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, the wording of that is distinct possibility, not it's going to happen. Yeah. So for context, the highest paid player in the NHL is Connor McDavid at 12 and a half million dollars. Rightfully million, so. And rightfully so. He signed that deal. In 2017, I believe. That is ludicrous that it stayed, he's
1: the highest paid player that long.
0: That also brings me to my next point. I think we also need to take into consideration a lot of the scenarios here. Connor McDavid signed that contract at 12.5% of the cap, still the highest cap percentage anybody's getting. And he also signed that deal as a restricted free agent. That's true. That was deal number one that he got. Can you imagine how much he's going to get paid? Whatever the maximum is. Yes. It's that simple. He's like, I want that, and you're going to give it to me, or I will go literally anywhere else where they will do that. Yes. They
1: will move mountains for me to sign
0: there. Also, bringing me to my point, Nathan McKinnon is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Yes. And he is not as young as Connor McDavid was when he signed that deal. As coming off of the best contract in the NHL. Yes. If Nathan McKinnon makes above $12.5 million, we should not freak out and call him selfish, and he's going to ruin this team because that's not true. No, Nathan McKinnon deserves to get paid. And also, I don't have the math off the top of my head. I was going to make a point, but I realized I don't know the math off the top of my head. It really comes down to salary cap percentage. Yes. Because... Believe it or not, do you want to guess who the second highest cap percentage in the NHL is when they signed his deal? Is it Austin Matthews? No. It is Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane. Oh, yuck. They make that's less bad. than Austin Matthews, but when they signed their deals, they took up a higher percentage of the cap than Austin Matthews did. When oh, they that's gross. I have that's to, gross. I, I was looking that up earlier. For some reason, I clicked away from it. No, knowing I was going to talk about this. I'm a great <laughs> host, by the way. But point being, Nathan McKinnon making 12, half percent is going to be more than what Connor McDavid makes. But it's going to be signing for less of the cap. And also, we've heard from Bill Daly and Gary Bettman that the cap is going to be going up sooner than expected. We're getting these little 1 million increases every year and we've heard five years is really going to start to go up to like $90 million or something like that. We've heard recently that might come a little sooner. So, prefacing this before, because the McKinnon thing could break literally at any moment. It could break before the end of the night. It could break October 11th. I'm thinking it's going to do more right before training camp starts. I, I agree. I think training camp or like the first few days of training yeah. camp is when... That could realistically come down because I just I just don't see this carrying over. Into no, that. and I mean you I, think I, I, that just seems kind of silly, doesn't it? He'd be
1: you would have to imagine if things weren't going well, he wouldn't be in Colorado practicing with his teammates already.
0: Right, and you it's know just, what I mean even if it doesn't, I'm not worried because no. there's literally no instance where Nathan McKinnon walks away. No, there isn't one. He's going to stay a member of this team. Nathan McKinnon walking away would be one of the most unprecedented moves in NHL history. Uh, uh, like yes. e- even if we don't win the Stanley cup next year, which is more unlikely to happen than likely because we are once again, the favorites. And we'll talk about this more and more as we get into other episodes about how at, at very least the West specifically, the central is not that good. No. And the Avs, the road is wide open to another cup. Yes. And so even if we don't win next year, we're still one year removed from a Stanley cup with all the core members still locked up and them willing to pay him. There is no scenario where he leaves. Who was the last big superstar to leave? Is that Tavares? Is that the last big one to leave? Goodrow.
1: Yeah, I forgot about Goodrow, but that was more like, I feel like that was, you could feel that coming from a mile away.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing where you don't really expect them to leave until they do. The the Tavares thing was a storyline all season. It really wasn't until a week before because with Gaudreau, it wasn't until the day before that he was like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm not coming back." And with Tavares, it was like, "Probably not coming back." Yeah. And but if you think about their
1: situations too, it's not once again, it's not like the Aves. The Aves are the best team in the NHL, and they're going to be the best
0: team in the NHL for at least another three, four years. Right. I'd, I'd say pretty much, an, at very least, until Rantanen's contract expires, which is 2025. Yes. So you're. This is the best scenario for like
1: if he wants to go make more money he can go make more money at a different team but he's going to go to a how, team that's not going to be a contender how much more
0: right like a 2 million maybe a year it's like we're we're putting words in Nathan McKinn's mouth cuz this is this is not happening he's not thinking like this but like okay let's say he walks and gets 14 million dollars from the kings yeah. just to throw a just to throw a name out there okay now, what? so now, yeah. instead of uh twelve, you're making fourteen, and you went to a team
1: that doesn't have the same caliber as the abs, so yeah. like abs fans, don't worry. Nathan McKinnon's going to be here, like I said earlier, if he was bitter or upset about, it, he wouldn't be practicing with the team and organizing the team activities right he like wouldn't there, be doing there's,
0: that. there is just no indication yeah. that there is even any sort of issues here yeah. these th- These are a bunch of smart people. Yeah. Joe Sackick, Chris McFarlane, Nathan McKinnon, they're all smart and reasonable guys. They're going to work this out. Yeah. And it, it might be a little bit of a negotiation because the Avs still wants some wiggle room. And Nathan McKinnon's going to want to get probably some back pay, too, for I did you guys a massive favor for yeah. six years on the best contract in the NHL at $6.3 million that allowed you to build the superstar team, I might be owed a little more on yeah. this deal. But, like, that's all going to get worked out. No one wants McKinnon to leave. He's obviously not a locker room cancer. No. Very clearly established. And the team clearly wants him to stay. There's no bad blood. We just won a championship. I, It's going to get worked out. And if it turns out to be above 12.5, you know what you do after that? You live with it, because now yeah. you've got Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, you're pretty good.
1: You know, I just looked it up. You know who his agent is? Pat Brisson. Guess
0: who he represents? I'm not up to date on my agents. I'm sorry. It, it,
1: well, I'm looking at it right here on Google. He represents Sidney Crosby, that who signed a 12-year $104 million. And then a guy we talked about earlier, he negotiated Taves' contract, Jonathan Taves.
0: So, yeah, he's got some clients, so it's, yeah. it's not like Pat Brisson's hard up for cash. No. So I fully expect it to be – I'm going to go right now, I think 13 is what what we're going to – 13, 13.5 is what he gets. I think that's what he gets. If it's less than 12, I'll be surprised. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our brand new sponsors at Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of our great lineup of shows on the Hockey Podcast Network, and it's been great all because of my brand new Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not ever budge. You never gotta worry about them falling out of your ears eight hours of playtime, and a 32-hour battery life at the perfect price. Quality audio at over half the price of other premium audio brands. It's it's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews with three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. I personally use my Raycons wherever I am, whether it's at the gym, whether it's in class, whether it's at work, perfect for any situation so what are you waiting for go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get 15% off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15% off again buyraycon.com slash thpn now back to the episode
1: i think 13 13 13.5 is what we get and would you say eight years the maximum yeah
0: they're good he's gonna get eight years whether it's 900,000 or 15 million he's getting eight years
1: because that that brings up to an eight year 108 million dollar contract right at 13.5 so i think that's more if he goes to 14 he goes to 14 who gives a fuck at this point like give the guy his money he's brought everything back to colorado he's a top five player in the world and you, you can't let guys like that walk out the door
0: so he will be also, back. I, I want to say a correction. I said McDavid made 12.5% against the cap. I was wrong. He makes 16.67 when he signed that deal. And Jonathan, Jonathan. Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane make up 15.2
1: for 30.4. Oh, up. had a stinky poo-poo.
0: Yeah. But you you were close. Fourth is Austin Matthews at 14.6.
1: Yeah. And frankly,
0: Crosby's 14.5 just... because that, that 8.7 was signed a while ago. Yeah. That was 2012. So yeah, Crosby's so he's still up, up there. He's coming up at the end. You think he gets another con, like a pretty decent sized contract? It's Sidney Crosby. He's yeah. As long as he can move, they're gonna pay him. There's still three years left on that deal. Yeah, because what did Ovi sign? He got five years, like sixty million. He got nine million a year. I that's
1: a bargain for Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bargain.
0: Yeah, uh, not he got nine point five. Didn't four, he negotiate four. his own contract too? Yeah, he, I remember doesn't, right? he doesn't need an agent. Respect yeah, 925 for king. five years.
1: Yeah, that's why he's our king. Um, so I did want to ask you this hypothetical because I saw it going around the Twitter sphere. What do you think if everything goes well while we're talking about contracts? If everything goes right this year, what does Bo Byram get as a contract at the end of the year?
0: So if we're, we're talking Bo Byram reaches full potential, that- I'm gonna say Bo Byram has 50 points. That's still a lot. Yeah. I mean, Byram is twenty-one. You look at what this team is at right now. You've got after this season, you're gonna have two years left of Miko Rampton's contract at nine point yeah. two five. And he's due for a raise when he signed when he gets it done with that one too. Yeah. So I look at it like a bridge deal kind of has to be necessary here. Yeah. I think unless Byram is like going toe to toe with Kale. In certain instances, for like most important defensemen on the team, then you got to really look at locking them up long term. But I think just for the instance that we're at right now, where you got one year left of McKinnon before his contract kicks in, you're get you got three left of Rantanen, two after McKinnon signs his deal. After that, everyone's kind of locked up. You get you got Landeskog until 2029. You've got McCar until 2027. You have McKinnon for eight more years once he signs that deal, and you'll have Ranton for whatever he's locked up for. That kind of seems to me like there's just not going to be a lot of money to go around at a certain point,
1: unless the cap goes up to like 110 million.
0: <laughs> right. If the NHL just, if they, they pitch their wagon to Trevor Zegris and it works out super yeah. well or something, or Connor Bedard's the biggest star the sport's ever seen and yeah. single handedly makes life easier for everybody. But, the most realistic option I see after this season is a bridge deal. Two years, realistically, $4 million, $8 million deal. I mean, it's not like you're taking away at prime earning years. He's going to sign that when he's 22, takes him until he's 24, and then you really got to talk about big money.
1: Well, and you could probably, if the abs are still good at that point, you can either ride it out or trade him and
0: probably get a massive haul for him. Yeah, and also like... Let's say you you kick the can of the big extension down the road for two years. You don't know what it's going to look like in three years. Let's rewind three years. We would not think that the cap would have frozen. Right. And that the, you know, the pandemic that happened and kind of screwed everything up for everybody. You don't know what's going to happen. And with this team, the way it's constructed right now, you kind of have to kick that can as long as you can.
1: I agree. I think that's a good one. I had seen something where someone was saying, like, you could get him for four years, six million. I just
0: don't know why him. he'd sign that. Honestly. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, it's Byron. We've talked about his injury history. Yeah. Do you take the security? You could. What if he signs, like, a Devon Taves, four years, four million? I just don't see him. Like, I think three is a stretch even. I think yeah. you're, either, you're either signing the big deal with the pretty much maximum term you're going to get, or you're signing a bridge deal and you're betting on yourself to go in the middle. I just don't think makes a ton of sense for him.
1: Yeah. And like we talked about in the Sam Gerrard thing,
0: if Sam Gerrard doesn't prove it this year, he's more than likely out the door. Right. And then that's $5 million cleared up. And then you could just turn around and give that to Bo. Right. You could. So
1: um, it's going to be interesting. I saw that. I was like, that's a damn good point. Cause if Bo Byron plays like he did in
0: the playoffs all year, it's, terrifying for the rest of the league first if, off if bo byram plays like he did in the stanley cup final i do not care what you pay him yeah, i don't either man so i saw that and i thought that was interesting because there
1: is guys like like jason robertson who still isn't signed with the the stars whose owner is just a fucking loony bin who thinks it's still like 1995 where it's like these guys coming off their rookie contract don't deserve to get paid. And it's like, Jason well, Robertson Jason Robert-
0: got heart votes, yeah you dragged your shit team to the playoffs because you, deci- you decided to pay Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn a combined $19 million. Yeah.
1: Jason Robertson is your best player
0: and he, he deserves to be paid like the best player. If, he, if, I don't think they, it's if crazy. If they don't want
1: him, if they don't want him. Yeah, someone will take him. Way. Yeah, someone will take him. And I really think, like, I don't think it's out of the question that Jason Robertson's in 90-point consideration next year. He had like, 79 points last year. He played 74 games. He had 41 goals. He got hard votes. His, his second fucking season. season. Yeah. And this fucking owner is just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to pay these guys. It's like, dude, get with the fucking okay. times, Pause.
0: man. That is a fantastic Kermit impression that you're pulling. Oh, thank up. you. <laughs> like,
1: it, it's just – it. I read that I, – I listened to it. I think he said on uh, – some some pod some hockey podcast and i saw the clip going around on twitter and i was like this is absolutely ridiculous that this dude is even saying this right now uh, what's his name i don't even care they just signed jim neal did you see that they signed him yeah they they
0: jim neal i got because this guy opens his mouth every once in a while and he does not get enough shit for being the insane owner that he is i remember the um, i forget what season this was I think it was 2019 the the last normal season before the pandemic where the stars were kind of struggling and Sagan and Ben were hitting a ton of posts and he just went out there and lambasted them for yeah. being like I I you got to forgive some of my memory cuz this is a hazy article I read in a car dealership 3 years ago <laughs> but like he was calling them lazy and they don't want it enough and what do we pay you for and on the comments of that story, I remember seeing someone saying, like, I'm a season ticket holder. And after the Stars went to the the second round, after I think they fell just short of the President's Trophy in 2016, there was, like, a big, like, availability where he was justifying, like, jacking the prices through the roof. Yeah. It's so like, this guy is is a loony bin.
1: His name is R. Thomas Guglardi. Gaglardi. I butchered that last name. Yeah, but Thomas Gaglardi. Thomas Gaglardi. He is, he is from British Columbia, Canada. He's 54. So he's a pretty young owner if you look at it. And that is – when I saw those comments, I was like, dude, what do you like? He he got his money from a um, – If you if you get your money from hockey,
0: shut up. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. You have employees that handle this for you. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, he's worth $2.5
1: oh, Great.
0: How much yeah. of that was made in hockey?
1: Yeah. Let your
0: fucking employees do their jobs.
1: Yeah, and give it to Jason Robertson. He's fucking good. Like, he's what scares me about the Dallas Stars is Jason Robertson.
0: Yeah, Jason Robertson alone, even dragging that aging ass core behind him, is still terrifying because yes. he's awesome. Pro- he's great. probably one of my favorite non avs in yeah. the league. He's great. So pay him his money, Thomas Al Gaglarardi. And also, like, when you look at what Tim Stutzler just got from. Oh, our- yeah. How can you argue that Jason Robertson doesn't deserve that? He deserves more.
1: Right. not proof shit.
0: Yeah, but then the stars, because of their contracts, are in kind of a shitty situation. So you're probably looking at giving him a Pedersen type deal at like $7 million for yep. two or three years.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It, it cracked me up, though, when I saw that. Because why am I blanking on the GM for the fucking Ottawa Senators? P- Pierre
0: Dorian. Ben Dorian.
1: Hey, hey man, he had a great offseason. Pierre Dorian may be back.
0: He may be back. Pierre Dorian unleashed is very entertaining.
1: Yes. So who knew Pierre Dorian was going to be making smart moves this offseason locking up Tim Stutzla, who has potential to be a 75-point player, to a decently good contract with him, Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk. That's a pretty good core they got going there.
0: Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that not the richest contract Ottawa's ever handed out? Oh, what did Carlson get? When he signed, I, it. wasn't that? I'm pretty sure it was a relatively cheap deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, because if he can lock up Brinkett too, like that's a pretty solid, like, like that's a pretty solid core they got there.
0: Eric Carlson was at six and a half. That is a good deal when he was still good. Yeah, and then they couldn't wait to get him out of there.
1: Yeah, they couldn't wait, and they got a terrible deal for him. Yeah, Tim, oh, they, got was, Tim, Tim
0: they got Tim Stutzler in that deal, buddy.
1: Yeah, that's true. Tim Stutzla is the highest contract they've ever given out. Just barely eclipsed Matt or Brady Kachuk. Yeah. So he Pierre did. Dorian may be back. He may be back. I
0: th- I think he is back. The guy's had a damn good off season, yeah. dude. He's only fifty. He looks like he's seventy. He's gonna be around for a minute. Yeah. So
1: it was a fun off season. Abs were great. We got the contract extension for McKinnon. Byram, if he goes off, that could be a crazy situation we're going to be in next year, but that that's a next year us problem. Like that, that's we'll yeah. talk about that at nauseum. I imagine at next off season. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that after the next year's parade, yeah. like that after next year's parade. I like that. Um, but
0: I don't know, man, what, what else do we have anything else on the, uh, on the docket for today? No, I mean, like, this is our first episode back. We're kind of just going to be over the next little while, catching up on everything that we've missed over the next little bit after our little, uh, player review series. But I said that, I mean, they kind of waited for us to be yeah. back before they really started to do anything. The Evan Rodriguez thing really could not have been better timed. I mean,
1: honestly, what if a spin zone like Chris McFarland listens to our show and he's like, Oh, I know Christian and Griffin are on break. I mean, I'll wait until I hear they're coming back.
0: I mean, you, you look at the evidence, you look at the evidence, it, it lines, like, up. lines up. It like, li- they did. They did nothing from August yeah. 8th. When we started that series, to like well when did he sign september 12th yeah we almost recorded on saturday yeah we did We didn't. would have had nothing to talk about
1: yeah so chris McFarland, if you're listening shout out you shout out you and come on the show please <laughs> come on the, have this be your first interview <laughs> come, t- come talk to these two idiots we, we won't it'll be the easiest interview
0: of your life i promise you that oh Trust me, like you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, it'd be be so easy. Oh, but like, uh, uh, how'd you get your job, dude? How was your morning?
1: Yeah, how's your day going, dude? (laughs) I imagine it'd be a lot like when we interviewed John Michael Louse. It's like, we are not qualified for this in the slightest. I, I, I
0: I think about that, like, what it'd be like to interview like a player or like an executive or something like that. And then I feel like i am not qualified <laughs> no, for something I, like this
1: i am not like what what did i how did i stumble upon this like i'm just a guy who tweets i know like, it, i do break tweet. i hosted I, I hosted a radio show and i had to interview an mma guy and i was like i i have no qualifications for this why are you giving me the keys to a full hour on radio this is a terrible idea and it's, surprisingly they, enough, they haven't asked me back. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe we uh, didn't do too hot.
0: But... I, mean, I mean, that's the lore of this entire podcast is me yeah. being handed the me, a 20 year old, just being handed the keys to an entire podcast and just being like, all right, go nuts.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you just you
1: just stumble upon some guy who tweets a lot on the internet. You're like, hey, come on our show. And here we are a year, uh, almost a year to the date later. Almost, and... almost a year. We're, we're getting close to, yeah. to one year. And we're getting we're getting ready for season two, so it felt good to get the cobwebs off this episode. It. I, I felt
0: I felt the cobwebs early in the episode. Yeah, I got, I got to admit that's going to be a little painful to listen back to, just because those was, those was like I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, but once we knocked it off, once
1: we started talking about McKinnon, it was like okay. Yeah, we're what, back. Like what, I feel we're like back. once
0: we were started flowing it into like the PTOS and stuff, yeah. like that, I was like okay, now I'm rolling, now I'm cooking. Yeah. We're now, back, I'm not going again.
1: We're back. So yeah.
0: so uh, we're we're not gonna be taking any more breaks. Nope. Not gonna be any like weird, like we say two days between episodes and one randomly it's like five days because we hadn't recorded yep. and we forgot. So we're Tuesdays and Saturdays are when we're gonna be recording. We'll be releasing Wednesdays and Sundays every week, barring emergencies or something like that. And we're gonna be back here until next summer. Next summer. So. That's crazy
1: to think about, but here we are, and uh, I can't wait for it, man. Just doing this has got me more pumped for I know it's like middle of football season. We've gone this whole episode without me saying the Broncos fucking suck. Everyone needs to – no, I'm kidding, but that game was really frustrating Monday night. Um, But this yes, just got we, the we, hockey juices flowing. Do we, I'm do we ready to have, Do
0: we need to have a vent session about the Broncos? No. I vented out
1: enough on Twitter. I'm good. All right. Um, Plus, I think people are coming to listen to this to get away from the Broncos, so they want to hear an actual competent is, team like the Ads. So, right? Yeah, they want to they want to hear us talk about the Stanley Cup champions. So um, it felt good to talk something other than football. Even though I'm excited for football, I cannot wait for hockey to be back. I cannot wait.
0: Cannot wait because Jared Bednar would never allow 20 seconds to no. To tick off the clock before calling a timeout on fourth down and then trying a 64-yard field goal yeah. with the game on the line.
1: Yeah, and then you had to come out
0: today and be like, "Oh, yeah, you know, you with... know." If we, if I could go back, if I, I, could, I could go back, it's like no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, like no shit. You sure probably lost. should have gone for it. Really, you you really think you should have gone yeah. for that after one you lost trying clearly. the 64-yard field goal?
1: Yeah, Ugh, drives me crazy.
0: But let's let's end the episode on a positive note.
1: Abs are Stanley Cup champions. They still will be the Stanley Cup champions for the next six months. And we are going to enjoy every minute of it. And I am so glad to be back and ready to talk some abs hockey twice a week.
0: Yep. And for for comfort for all of our Broncos fans out there, a month from now, month from right now, when you're listening to this, the Abs will have already played two games. Two games. They'll raise the banner. They'll have gone... On the road trip to, to Calgary, I've played twice already, and you don't have to think about football anymore. Yeah. We're we're looking good.
1: Dude, the Sharks just released new jerseys as we're wrapping up here. Is it the ones that have been leaked a little while ago? Yeah, I like them. I like them a lot, the teal ones. It's still not official, but it's kind of like that Vegas one. Oh, by the way, Vegas is. is. Their reverse retro got leaked. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's not pretty. Not pretty. But it's hard to do a reverse retro for a team that's been in existence
1: for five years. Yeah,
0: I feel like Vegas just keeps trying too hard. Yeah. Like, just, you've existed for five years. Yeah. Stop, stop yeah. acting like you've been around since the 80s. Yeah. And
1: we didn't even mention the fact that the Avs, like, Fanatics just kind of said, fuck it, and we'll release everyone's logos for the reverse retro. So, we kind of know it's going to be a Colorado Rockies-themed
0: jersey. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save that for yeah. next episode. But Yeah. So... Yeah, good for the Sharks. I I actually kind of like those jerseys. Sure, so. Good for them. They've done something halfway decent. Yeah, it's and they've Nico good. Sturm now. So yeah, they got they got Nico Sturm, and they've got some jerseys that look kind of cool. Yeah, they look those cool, are man. the that is the end of the list for victories yes. for the San Jose Sharks.
1: Yes. So thank God the Abs didn't end up like the Sharks, dude. Like we, it could have been like the Sharks were so good for like twenty years, and then they didn't win jack shit.
0: So thank God and, the and we don't won win. we won early yes like, don't we don't have to we can win more
1: yeah so I I still got like guys like Patrick Marlowe and Joe
0: Thornton who is Joe Thornton still available he's available I don't want I mean he's he no we're not signing yeah. Joe Thornton but like you gotta feel bad for the guy right yeah, yeah. like he I, he he finally was like Sharks I'm done we gave it our best I'm gonna go to Toronto Toronto and, and had to I'm, watch that three to one yeah. lead. Crumble in front of his face. He goes to Florida, and they went around. Even they don't look very good, but they went around, and it's like, oh, getting back to the real juice of the playoffs again. Florida, Tampa, fucking destroyed. Yeah, and this like crazy. poor guy.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up on a team like the Blues.
0: I'd kind of be surprised if he ends up anywhere at this point. Yeah, we've heard nothing about him. The fact yeah. that we forgot he was even here. True.
1: So. All right. Well, this was great. I had a blast. Let's uh let's send these people on their merry way and uh, have a great. What day is it going to be when you listen? this? Wednesday or the great rest of your week.
0: Yeah, just just have a great day every day, you yeah. know, because you, you might time. be you might be listening to this. I'm, ta- I'm talking to you six months in the future, listening to this, going back through our old episode and talking to you right now. I hope you specifically have a great day. Have I hope everyone day. listening to this has a great day. I hope Whatever everyone's whatever's message. happening in the future. Yeah.
1: Just, and just anyone just who's bought, me. anyone who's bought a Kale McCarr shirt, I hope you're having an especially great day.
0: If if you're one of those people that has bought a Kale McCarr shirt, use promo code teledabs It is on SeatGeek Geek for twenty dollars off your first order, fifty dollars or more. And use promo promo code THPN on DraftKings for access to exclusive offers. I hope you have a wonderful. Right. Day. Well, you forgot about our newest one, Raycon Raycon Audio. I don't know the promo code for that one.
1: Oh, I don't know it either. So, no, you'll have heard it t-
0: earlier t- in the episode. I yeah. do not have it. I, it's probably just THPN, but yeah. it, you'll have hear, heard it earlier in the episode. We're kind of getting littered by ads now, and a lot of that's not by choice. Yeah. But that that's the corporate
1: side of this world. Yes. So, but in all honesty, go buy a Kale McCarr shirt or a Kendall shirt. They're still available on Denver Nosebleeds. They look fucking awesome. Uh, the Kale McCarr one turned out better than we could have thought. And um I, I really, really like how those turned out. And I would really appreciate and I know Griffin would really appreciate it if you bought one.
0: Yeah, definitely would. <laughs> definitely would. So I think we've extended our outro long enough. Yes. So and we're we're getting back into the flow of things. We're we're gonna clean all of this up as we get on. Like, like Christian said, this is our training camp right no, now. And, so. and,
1: just to get a little behind the scenes, we were sitting before we recorded. and We're like, ah, maybe we can get like forty-five minutes as we approach like an hour and ten minutes now. Oh so, yeah,
0: I I told you that like once we once we get rolling, we just don't stop. Yeah. So,
1: So all right, well Griffin's gonna do the official outro, and we will see you all uh, Sunday.
0: Yeah, we'll be back in our normal schedule, and once again, thank you all so very much for tuning in to another edition of the tell it abs it is podcast if you want to follow us on twitter you can follow me at g young's nhl you call christian at christian underscore belay and you can follow the show at tell it abs it is but once again thank you so very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time but until then let's go abs